Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of Geek to Me Radio. Today we are joined by voice actor extraordinaire Susan Eisenberg. We'll be talking about Susan's role in the upcoming Masters of the Universe reboot that Kevin Smith is masterminding. We'll get into some JL reunion talk, all that and more. Stand by. Finding us for the first time, welcome to Geek to Me Radio. I'm your host, James Enstall. For those of you who are longtime listeners, I appreciate your listening so much. Thank you for downloading and subscribing uh, wherever you're hearing us. If you haven't checked us out yet on YouTube, go to youtube.com and click the uh, subscribe button. I would really appreciate that. Make sure you hit that bell notification so you get uh, a little pop up every time we have a new show on YouTube. A lot of people find it easier to listen there, but we are on all the major stations, Anchor, uh, Player FM, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. So just find Geek Me Radio and listen as you please. We have a longtime favorite of the show. We've always uh, called Susan our favorite guest, and we've got her once again here for episode 198. Right now, joining me for the first time since I've gone off air and I'm just doing this strictly online, Susan Eisenberg, the definitive voice of Wonder Woman among many other roles. How are you? I'm well. I feel like that's in my contract that, you know, whenever I'm introduced on a show, it has to say definitive voice. It should. If it if it's <laughs> not, I, it should. I know but you always introduce me that way. And I just, you know, um, I really appreciate it. So thank you. Oh, of course. It's, uh, you know, like I said, you are the voice in my head when I read a Wonder Woman comic book, whether it's being written by uh, Meredith Finch or whether it's Greg Rucka or George Perez. When I read those comic books, you are the voice I hear in my head. That is, uh, you know, it's a high compliment. I, I, I get told that quite a bit, and I think all of us do. And um, it's pretty remarkable considering that it's not like I just did the Justice League three months ago. So it's pretty remarkable that that, that voice or, you know, Batman's voice or Superman's voice, that we've stayed in people's consciousness. It's really something, you and know? Especially now that we're coming up, I, I, it's, it hurts me to say, Coming up on yeah. 20 years, so obviously you, there's a few different generations who would consider you the voice, I think. It's so sweet because when you when we used to go to Comic-Cons, <clears throat> um, you know, you'd meet families and they would be like, Yo, you know, uh, I grew up on it and now like I, my, I showed my kid and my kid loves it. And it, so it really has become generational. I think when, when, when you're associated with something that is um, so iconic and brilliant um and i say that because i think all the creative aspects of it were brilliant um i think you know the longevity is there um it just it's it stays relevant so i think it doesn't go out of fashion you know like some things do and talking about a jl reunion which is of course uh you're my favorite hashtag on twitter hashtag jl reunion the mainframe comic con i watched that uh in its entirety you got together not only uh, all of you, but you had Andrea and you had Clancy Brown voices Lex Luthor, and it was just so much fun watching all of you together virtually. It was so fun to be together virtually. I mean, I, you know, obviously our first choice is to be together with the fans in the same room, but if we can't have that, and I don't think we can right now, then this was, you know, it was a great, it was a great way to make up for that, and um, you know, Clancy being a part of it was just such a, you know, icing on the cake. Um, you know, he just was so gracious about joining us and so touched that, you know, we would even ask, which 
you know, I can't believe because it's classy. <laughs> um, but, you know, then having Andrea direct us and I think that we just all fall into almost like students in the room with the teacher, you know, because she really is that authority figure. And I don't care how long you've been doing it, but when you're directed by her, it's like, okay, all right, let me be on top of my game here because, you know, you just want to do well for her. That was um, one of my favorite so yeah, was, moments was when uh, you all got into the script that you were going to do. And yeah. Michael, who plays obviously the flash, gave his first line and Andrea goes, yes. okay, try it again, but give it a little more golly gee. And your and Kevin's eyes just got huge when that happened. Huge. I was like, Oh, this is amazing. She's going to direct them. You know, what's so funny is I saw that because I remember being shocked that she said that. And, um, and, I went back when I looked at the tape, I saw that and I, it was, it was really my reaction because I'm like, okay, I mean, she's not, she's not kidding around. And then of course <laughs> it, it, it made me nervous that I wouldn't, can you hear my dogs? I can. That's no problem. Okay. Um, Ollie, Oliver. They're so excited. Okay, hold on for just a second. No worries. It's just, it's delivery. Oh, yeah. And he goes nuts. Okay. You know, it's not really. Grimlock does the same thing. Oh, God. I'm sorry about that. No worries. Of course, the, the little one has to he doesn't even know why he's barking but he sees that oliver's barking. oliver's barking just, i'm gonna bark too right so he's got to bark also so he's in on it um <laughs> sorry about that no worries um anyway we were talking about andrea at directing and i have to say it like made me nervous because i'm like oh no um i better be on my game here because she <laughs> she's directing us and it was funny because the second that michael started to speak I remember thinking, oh, my God, that doesn't really sound like his flash because it just it wasn't that golly gee thing. And then as soon as she said something, I'm like, yeah, of course. And then, of course, he made the correction. And, you know, fans were teasing him about it online. And he was he's like, she's the only one I'll do that for. Um, (laughs) Make that adjustment. But it was it was it was great. I mean, it was it was just so much fun. And, you know, I mean, it's I was just so you know, gratified that we were able to do it and that the fans were, because it's all new. It's like, who knew about these virtual comic cons? I mean, I love how everyone's adapting to the new reality of ours. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm one of those people, I think you and I have talked about this before. It's not the same. While, while it's great to see, I, I love that personal interaction. You actually get to, to see the person. You actually get to give them something to sign. Like I know you and I think George and Maria, I think just the three of you, did the meet and greets where people do the virtual thing. Uh, Phil did too. Phil did too. Phil did also. Yeah. And it was, you know, it, it, it was great. Um, but they're also paid. And, you know, when you're sitting at a table, um, many people come up to me and talk to me about the justice league or something else. And there's no money exchanged. You know, it's not like they have to buy something to come up and ask me a question. And so, you know, there's, it, And you just like a a lot of times you want to give somebody a hug and they want a hug and they want to shake your hand and they want to feel like it's just, you know, you and them talking. And so, yeah, you miss that. Um, But I mean, we can't have it right now. So I think people are trying their best to, you know, give a second best, if you will. And and, you know, it was I loved that we all got to read from the script. I thought that was so fun. And I think the fans I know I'm feeling really nostalgic right now. So I think that, you know, I assume other people are as well. And I think that it's comforting to to hear our voices together. And even like for me, when I hear Carl Lumley speak and, you know, as Martian Manhunter, I just get all warm inside. Like it's just such a sweet feeling for me. Um, So I can only imagine that a lot of the fans feel that way, too. And I know I had Carl on the show at the end of last year and I mentioned the cons. And he's like, well... I, I don't know, because he hasn't done one with you all since New York Comic Con, and you guys were all supposed to be at Terrificon uh, this past month in August had cons gone ahead. But right. if it, if I'm not mistaken, all of you, including Carl and Andre, will be at Terrificon 2021 in Uncasville, Connecticut. I'm really hoping that will happen. I mean, really, uh, 
we're all scheduled to be there, but you know, it's like we were scheduled to be there last August, this past August. So I'm just hoping it will happen. And, you know, I'm just going to remain positive. And uh, yeah, it's really a big deal. I mean, Carl isn't, it's not his nature, really. He's a very shy man. And um, so it's not really in his nature to be out in, in, in front of a big crowd. And, um, and so I, it means so much more knowing that, that he does want to participate. And he, it really speaks to like the fellowship among us all um, that, you know, despite his, um, I don't know, not concerns, but apprehension, I'll, I'll say, mm-hmm. about doing things like that. There he is. There's Carl. You know, there he is involved. And, and it's just, it's very sweet. Very sweet. And since we've last spoken, uh, you've done a couple of other projects. I know the DCU Online, the one, the four Wonder Woman, that is uh, if you weren't the definitive voice of Wonder Woman as it is between Justice League and the animated features you've done, and then uh, Justice League versus Fatal Five, which I loved, and of course the Injustice Gods Among Us video game. Now you are also voicing for Wonder Woman in DCU Online. Talk a little bit about that project, if you could. Boy, that was a surprise, and what a joy and a—I mean—and a privilege. I mean, that came. You know, um, they approached me and they said, "We have a big story coming up for you," and Wonderverse, and. Um, you know, it, I was so excited because anytime I can voice the character, it feels thrilling. And it also, you know, just feels like a privilege. And then they're like, yeah, there's going to be four of them. And I'm like, well, what? <laughs> um, but the great news was I had, I didn't have to like really, I mean, you, there are things that discern so you can distinguish that there are different people, but it's not like. I had to go really crazy and over the top with these different characterizations. So um, that helped me um, and my anxiety in, in doing it. But but you can definitely tell it's different women. And, um, you know, the, the team that does DCU Online um, and does all their gaming, their creative team, the director, the writers, the, um, you know, the artists, a lot of them grew up on the Justice League. So they while they're in Austin and most of the talent for their games is local talent and Austin talent, um, the Superman, the Batman and the Wonder Woman are George, Kevin and I. And so it's, you know, it's really a thrill. We don't unfortunately get to get to work together because it's a game and you hardly ever get to work with somebody else during a video game. But, Mm. um, you know, it's just such an honor and, and, I really feel like when they're writing and then I go into record, you know, there's a bunch of great Harris in there for me. There's, you know, it's really, it's really, it's, it's like, and, and very heavy on the mythology, which I love. Um, yeah. you know, I, I, I really love that, like Themyscira part of it. I love the Hippolyta part of it. Um, so all that, that stuff, they honor it. And, um, that aspect of her history. So it's just a dream to be able to do it. And I, I'm, you know, they they're they are a very, very supportive group of people. And, you know, I just feel lucky that they they have just kept the three of us because they have all this great local talent. They just keep the three of us coming back. I'm telling you, Tim Daly missed out huge not uh, not being able to sign on for Justice League because George Newburn is getting all the uh, all the good roles now as Superman. <laughs> you know, I think honestly, I think if you were to talk to Tim, I think he would say that that was a big regret for him um, because I don't think he realized um, as no one could have what the show would come to mean to people, what the show would represent, what would it mean, how good it would be and, and how important it would be for so many people in terms of being exposed to these characters. And I think he would say he regretted, he would, you know, he regrets not, being able to do it, but he couldn't, you know, he had a huge scheduling conflict at the time and it just wasn't going to happen. But I think it's a lament for him. And, um, you know, he always teases me about it and, you know, and, um, you know, I always say, you know, I don't have a favorite Superman. I actually do have a favorite Superman, but it's Christopher (laughs) Reeve. It's Christopher Reeve. So I'm off the hook on that one. Um, but they're both, you know, they're both great. And I, 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 and they are, they are so cute together. Like they have an affection for each other, George and Tim. I'm hoping they'll do one of, um, 
Tim and his son, Sam, do these shows called The Daily Show. And I guest starred on one of them. And Kevin Conroy guest starred on one of them. And I'm trying to get George to guest star on it because I think it would be hysterical. That would be. If George and Tim were like battling for who's the real Superman. Um, yeah, I, I think it would be a gas because they it, the scripts are so funny. And <laughs> um, they're written by a guy named Ben Shelton who just he's just very talented. And then you've got Timmy and 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 Sam who are like crazy talented too so it's so fun um but yeah i think he really regrets it i really do you'll have to ask him when you interview him i I would love to get that chance george is still my number one guy uh but uh, obviously if i if i get the chance to talk to tim that would be phenomenal because he's a very talented individual as well he is he is and i know talking about talented people michael rosenbaum as i've talked about in this show before has his own podcast inside of you and he also had a Justice League reunion of his own where he had all of you. I think it was just the seven of you. I don't think Andrea was there, if I'm not mistaken. We'll take a pause, come right back, and talk more with Susan Eisenberg. Please stand by. You might know me as Lex Luthor or Martin X from Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. Why am I talking like this? Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. I'm your host, James Enstall. We're talking with Susan Eisenberg, and before we went to break, we were talking with her about the uh, kind of a mini JL reunion from the Justice League cast on Michael Rosenbaum's Inside of You podcast. And we mentioned uh, it was without Andrea. She wasn't. Um, she wasn't there. I, you know, it's funny because um, I don't know that he thought to invite her or not. Like, I just don't. I think he just thought of the the league. And, yeah. um, and it was very... I don't, you know, I don't want to say too much because it's not out yet, but it was, um, it was beautiful. Like we rarely talk like that. It was very intimate as a group and, um, we shared a lot of things and I think people were really taken aback by Michael's vulnerability. He was not flash-like at all. Um, and there was such sweetness to it all and to sharing among each other, um, because we hardly ever get to do that. And yeah. it was it was very emotional. It really was. And I can't wait for people to hear it. Um, I think people are going to be blown away. I think Kevin already did his and it's been released. Kevin uh, interviewed separately okay. um, on the podcast. But the rest of us were together. And um, it was. Yeah, I, I think I think the fans will really, really, really dig it. Um, it it was it was quite something. Typical you know, Batman Michael, always has to go off on his own. Right? I mean, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Um, but yeah, Michael, I think people who think they, you know, know Michael will be shocked because there's, there is such a, um, you know, a, like a, a sweet vulnerability to him that I, I have never seen before. And I was so touched by it. And, and, and because he was being vulnerable, I think it gave us all permission to do the same. Um, and it, it was very sweet. Yeah, he's, he's got a really great job. I've, I've been listening probably since the beginning, uh, but it, it's it's very surprising sometimes how the, the depth that he gets into with some of these people. Like uh, some of my favorite shows, he's a Henry Winkler on. Uh, he had yes. Stephen Amell who played Green Arrow, and yes. Stephen actually had a panic attack in the middle of one of his things. It was right after he quit being Green Arrow. He'd given up the role, and he had to pause the show because I like, I got to come back and do this again. I had a panic attack, but it's uh, just a very... I feel like it's a very safe space, and it's almost like therapy each time I listen to an episode. It's, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. And, you know, I think, obviously, you're a fan of the show, and I have not... I think I heard one other one, um, so I haven't listened to too many of them, obviously. And, you know, it's... it's uh, And it just... It, it, it was just touching, because, you know, you think you have somebody's number. You think you have somebody figured out, and, um, you know, which is why when I've always done interviews, I've always talked about how hard it was to go into that room because it was so intimidating and how scary it was to, um, you know, to do the shows um, because you're, you know, you're nervous and you don't want to mess up. And 
you know, you're surrounded by so much talent. And, you know, I think it's important to share that, share that because people always think the other person has got it all together and that they're just like puff puff. Um, you know, everything's fabulous. And that is rarely, if ever the case. And I think when we open ourselves up and allow ourselves to really be seen, um, it just, it's, um, it's very powerful. It really is. I think it's just a societal thing where people always yes. have to put on that, especially, I mean, we, we, we could go down a rabbit hole here, but I feel like uh, social media has given us that impression that our lives have to be perfect because look at how perfect everyone else's life is. And I think that if we remove that, and I think just having a little bit of vulnerability and a little bit of like, hey, you know what? I'm struggling too. I think we'd really find out that 90% of the people don't know what they're doing and don't have it all together. A hundred. I mean, I, I agree with you completely, but I will say that I think one of the things about social media that has really made an impact is that unlike in the beginning where people would joke about Facebook and Instagram and, oh, like there she is at the pool, there she, you know, there he is in Hawaii, um, there, he, there he is recording another episode of such and such. I think people have really been very honest about their, um, about their, um, depression, about alcoholism, about trying to stay sober, about trying, um, you know, to get out of bed in the morning so much. And, and I've really, uh, been blown away by it. And it's, 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 I think become more and more common where people are allowing themselves to be vulnerable and then they'll, they'll see the response they get. And that I think, um, affects even more vulnerability, which is, I mean, I just, it's, it's, like I said, I think it's very, very powerful and useful and helpful. Um, so, you know, I just say, you know, more please. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, uh, I think the more we are able to see the humanity in other people, the more I think we need to start to heal. And I think there's uh, a lot more that we have in common than there are that divides us. And that's not an easy thing to say when you turn on the news and see everything that's happening. Uh, but I think that's uh, showing vulnerability and, and allowing other people to be vulnerable in your presence is something yeah. that we really need. Yes, I agree. I agree. So Michael facilitated that for, for the Justice League. And uh, I think we were really, really, you know, um, surprised and so appreciate, you know, we we just, we were, I, I really think we were surprised and we, we were just so grateful for it because it was lovely. And of course, people who are listening right now, it's at inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum is his uh, Twitter handle and obviously at Michael Rosenbaum for himself. But the new episodes, I, I can't recommend them enough. And I know we're promoting Michael's thing when we have Susan on the air. So let's shift gears oh, gosh. directly back to Susan. We've got uh, I'm very, very excited because I grew up as a child of the 80s. So when one of my, uh, I'd say, uh, role models, Kevin Smith, was announced that he's going to head up a Masters of the Universe I, not really a reboot. I think it's a continuation of the original series. And then I started seeing the voice talent attached to this. I'm like, oh my gosh, Phil Lamar is going to be doing this. Oh my gosh, look, Susan Eisenberg is the sorceress. That's uh, Talk about a little bit about getting that gig. We're going to take a quick break, come back and continue our chat with Susan Eisenberg. Please stand by. Kevin Smith Silent Bob. You're listening to Geek to Me Radio, man. This is the only radio show that the guy does Batman Beyond listens to for his geek news. Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. The show would not be possible without the support of our sponsors and our premier sponsor who have been with us since the very beginning the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau, the City of St. Charles, and, of course, the website that we always talk about, discoverstcharles.com. Check it out. Christmas traditions appears to still be going on with our fingers crossed. We're really hoping we're able to pull this off. COVID safe. They have taken every precaution to make sure that all the visitors are safe as well as all the people participating. It'll be, I believe, the 46th year of Christmas traditions going on. It's a huge festival. If you've not been there before, this is the time. I always talk to you about reasons to come visit St. Charles. This is the time to come. If you're able to travel uh, and come check us out at one of the weekends in between now, uh, I should say the day after Thanksgiving through, I believe, 
the day after Christmas is how long the festival goes. Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. And of course, Wednesday nights are our special Krampus Nacht carnivals. If you're a fan of Krampus, he'll be there to greet you and interact with you on Wednesday nights along with a host of his friends. A good time is had by all. You can come for the Christmas festival, stay for the dining and the shopping, uh, and literally stay. There's plenty of hotels, uh, bed and breakfast, all these great little places to stay, uh, no matter what level of comfort you're looking for. So go to the website, check it out. You can go to discoverstcharles.com. You can also check out stcharleschristmas.com for more information. Before we took that last break, we were chatting more with Susan Eisenberg, and we started talking about uh, how she got the role for the Masters of the Universe gig. You know, that was a complete and total surprise. You know, I, I, um, I met Kevin a few months prior to the casting um, at a Comic-Con in the green room of all places. And I think, you know, I've joked about green rooms being like high school. You know, it's like, oh, there's the popular high, you know, cheerleader and, <laughs> and there's the football player and blah, blah. And there's like a hierarchy of hierarchy of celebrity, right? So, you know, when, when a really big star walks in, there's just like, oh my God, there's, and it's like everyone turns their heads and it's really a big deal. And, um, and so that's what happened when Kevin walked in the room, everyone was like, you know, muttering and, um, everyone was going up to him to say hello or, you know, get a picture with him. And I was sitting with George and Phil and we were having lunch and I just thought, Oh, do I go up and say anything and do it? You know, I don't know if he, 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 he doesn't know me. We've never met before. And then finally I just thought, you know what? I'm going to do it because this is life offering you an opportunity to meet somebody that you respect and, you know, really like. And I, I went over to him and I introduced myself and, you know, he quickly said, I know who you are, you know, silly. I have watched every episode of the Justice League and I know that, you know, you're Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, and, you know, it just made me all gushy and, you know, blushy and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, we had a very sweet exchange, very short, because I didn't want to take up too much of his time. And then a few months later, um, I got an, I got a call that I, they wanted me to, um, be a part of his new show and they wanted me to be the sorceress. And so, you know, me, I'm like, what's a sorceress? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what? Um, so like I did some research and I looked at old shows and all different iterations of the sorceress and Christina pickles who had done it, Yeah, and, you know, very ethereal and, um, you know, I went in and I had this character, like I figured, okay, I know how I'm going to sound. And, um, and I went in and like all that went out the window, <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> you know, Kevin had a very clear idea of what he wanted her to sound like. And, um, you know, it, it, there it was, and I'm not going to give it away, uh, cause I want people to listen when it's on Netflix and, and, you know, hopefully be, you know, surprised, happily surprised. Um, but it was great. It was, it was so great. And he's a delight. He is a, he, he's one of those people that creatively, he just makes you feel like a million bucks. He makes you feel like, um, you know, there's nothing you could do that's wrong and your choices are just great. And, uh, he's a, he's a great audience. So if you do something, he's the first one to say, like, oh, man, you just made tears come to my eyes. Or <laughs> he'll applaud or he'll laugh the, the hardest in the room. And, you know, I didn't I mean, honestly, going into a studio and having him direct me was just completely surreal. I mean, because he's just such an iconic figure in it. I mean, just everybody knows him and yeah. and everybody kind of adores him because he's just a doll um and you know it was nerve-wracking and i was intimidated but boy he put you at ease and then recently we had to do a session and we were um you know on zoom and i did it in you know i have the recording studio in my closet now it's very fancy <laughs> <laughs> next, next i'm in between my shoes and my clothes and um you know, there's Kevin Smith in my closet, you know, it just like d directing me for the sorceress for He-Man, Masters of the Universe. I mean, it's just crazy how things happen. And 
I love that I got to be surprised by it all. I love that something came my way that I know, you know, knowledge about or expectation of it's so many, so much of the time you're hoping to get this, or I'm hoping to get that. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really have that much, um, invested in it. And then it was just such a, uh, gift. It really was a total gift. And if I'm not mistaken, you had done some sessions and then COVID happened and some of them had to be virtual. Like you just mentioned doing the zoom in your closet. Uh, How many were already, done and how much of the work was done after COVID and what did you see was the, uh, the major difference, obviously, other than not being present? So I think I had done two episodes in the studio and then, um, I did, and then COVID hit and, um, the last one was in my closet and I think they're wrapped for the season. I think, um, they're done. Um, you know, they'll put it to picture. They did the, the, you know, perfunctorily it is to picture, but it's not done. Yeah. And, um, you know, it would be different if there were, I mean, if, if it had been like the justice league where we were all together and, you know, we rehearsed together and then, um, we read it together, it would be different, but I don't think most shows are like that anymore. At least the ones I've done. Mm-hmm. And so when I did do the sessions before, there were a few actors there, but it didn't have the community sense like a Justice League did. I mean, maybe if we had gotten to do it together, you know, because there were only like four of us or three of us. And then the the second time I did it, I was alone. So it, it didn't have the same vibe. Right. So I didn't miss it too much when I was alone in the closet. Um you know, my preference would always be that you're in a room full of actors working together and feeding off each other and your energy. But that's, you know, I'm used to it not being that because of all the video games I do and commercials. And I do a lot of commercials. So that's, you're always alone for those. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it was definitely weird, but life is weird. I mean, life is, we- couldn't be weirder than it is right now. Especially so I think everyone's <laughs> right. And I think every, you know, the crazy 2020, I think people are just trying to adapt. And I know She-Ra, uh, was on before and I think it lasted, I want to say five or six seasons. I'm, I'm a couple of seasons behind. I think I'm only midway through season three of She-Ra on Netflix, but I'm assuming masters of the universe with the heavy hitters that are part of the cast yourself, Kevin Conroy, Phil Lamar, among others, and then Kevin Smith behind it. We'll probably get a second and third season. Have you heard anything about that at all? We'll take another break. Come back and chat more with Susan Eisenberg. Please stand by. This is Alan Oppenheimer, the voice of Skeletor, and you're listening to Geek to Me. Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. The voice of Alan Oppenheimer, the original Skeletor, bringing us back from commercial break because we are talking about the upcoming Kevin Smith orchestrated reboot of Masters of the Universe. And obviously, some of these shows, as soon as they know that they're getting a first season, Netflix and Hulu, they're getting a second season, like guaranteed already. So we talked to Susan. We said, Is there any word on getting a second season of Masters of the Universe yet? I really haven't. I mean, not, I don't think I could say anything even if I had heard. Yeah. Um, but uh, no. And I really wouldn't be told. I mean, actors are so low on the totem pole um, with this stuff that. You know, it's not like we're in the loop. It's not like we're in the room where it happens. I mean, it, it you know, we're not told unless, mm. unless, you know, I mean, we're told, but just not at this stage. Um, you know, I think they have to see when it airs and when, and how well it does. Um, you know, obviously Kevin's a huge name and I think they would want a relationship with him, but they could have a relationship with him regardless. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you just, it's like anything you, you, you do your best and, um, you hope it's a success and, but you have no control over that. I mean, I really have no control over that (laughs) so much, so much goes into it, but, but I have to tell you, so I did two episodes this last time in the closet and, um, the writers, I wrote the writers after 
and I said to them, I thanked them for their scripts because you know me, like I'm not really into cartoons that much or I didn't grow up on it. I didn't read comic books as a kid except maybe Archie. And these scripts were so touching and so emotional. And then on top of that, you've got like all this other stuff going on that's that's so um, bigger than life. Uh, it was a brilliant combination. Hmm. And I texted both the writers and I said, thank you for these words that you let me say today um, in the closet. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because it was really, it was, it was, I mean, that for, you know, you know, there's a lot of schlock in advertising and a lot of schlock just period. So when you get to say something or read something that's well done, I, I for one, I'm just so deeply appreciative of it. So I, I think people, I think, I think the show is going to be a, a tremendous hit. If, if, if what I have read is any indication, it's just brilliant. And I know all the 80s stuff is making a huge comeback because there's there's people like me who refuse to grow up and they, <laughs> we want our childhood back. But like Transformers War from Cybertron, I mentioned She-Ra, uh, Voltron, which Andrea voice cast and directed the first season of that on Netflix, have been huge. So I can only imagine that Masters of the Universe, as again, I said with the cast like they've got, Kevin Smith behind, I can only imagine that it will just be gangbusters for Netflix. So they'd be they'd be fools not to do at least two or three seasons. So hopefully we'll, well see more of the sorceress. Next time, yeah, well, and next time um, we talk, maybe I'll have a story. You know, like, um, so we got a pickup or yes. whatever. I mean, hopefully I'll have hopefully I'll have more information the next time we chat. Yes, hopefully so. No, that's uh, that's brilliant that you were able to do that role. I think it's great. Like I said, that's uh, those those images of the sorceress and He Man and battle cat and everything are just i think i had a he-man lunchbox when i went to school in grade school so oh it's just one of those adorable. things that sticks with me that's adorable i mean obviously i knew who he-man was and um but i didn't you know it's and it's not really my passion although you know obviously i have a you know a, a fondness for it now that i didn't have eight months ago <laughs> <laughs> of course and maybe there'll be a line of action figures that come out of this too, and I'll have a sorceress action figure for you to sign next time I see you. Oh, I think there's no doubt there will be because Mattel is involved. So there's definitely going to be a toy line. Huge. I mean, that's going to be a big, big component of this. I've got to believe. I would certainly think so. And we've got yeah. uh, so much, like I said, there's so many things people I know are just waiting patiently for cons to start back up again because i know a lot of the people i interact with on twitter and instagram are saying the same things they really want to they're enjoying the virtual cons we're glad to have them the technology is in place for us to allow this kind of thing but it's just there's no substitution for the actual in-person live meet and greets and getting you guys to sign action figures and things like that it's uh, it's one of my one of my joys personally i well and i think and everyone would agree with you who participates i mean it's um you know, it, it, it's it's what we love to do. We get to meet the fans and we get to see each other. We get to see other actors and uh, other people that we don't normally get to see. Maybe they're on the East Coast or wherever. And, you know, it's um, a good con. is hard to beat. I mean, you get to travel and, and, you know, have an experience for a weekend and make memories. And it's very special. And, um, you know, hopefully that will ha will return to that way of life at some point in maybe 2021. Hopefully so. Yeah, hopefully a vaccine is found soon and we can yep. uh, get back. So anyone listening, please just wear your mask, social distance, and let's help get through this pandemic so we can all enjoy conventions again. <laughs> yes. And maybe we could, who knows, maybe we could even get a, in 2021, maybe we could even get, you know, a Justice League reunion. That is the hope. Obviously, lots of uh, accounts on Twitter dedicated to that. Lots of people sharing that hashtag we mentioned at the start of the show, hashtag JL Reunion. And talking about the Justice League Reunion, uh, obviously, it, it's a little bit of frustration because we've seen the Snyder Cut people. Warner Brothers gave in to them and they threw $20 million at Zack Snyder to finish his vision. I know doing a Justice League reunion, an animated special, if Bruce Tim has said before he's on board, Andrea said she'd come out of retirement to direct it, every single one of you has mentioned that you would be down for it. I can't imagine it would cost $20 million to get all the moving parts to put that together, but even if it was, it'd be worth it, I would think, 
given what the fans would get from it. Yeah, it's, you know, you and I, and you have been so supportive. I mean, you've really been there with me from the beginning. Um, you know, it's such a, it's such a question um, why we don't get the support because it, it has always seemed like a no brainer to me always. I mean, from, from when, you know, the show ended in 2006. So I think it was about 2008 uh, when I started doing interviews and I just thought, gosh, why, why aren't we together again? Um, and then of course, when you meet the fans and you have these conversations and, you know, people really um, do feel so connected to us as the league and, and to Andrea and to Bruce. And um, it's, it's frustrating is, you know, it's con- you're, I think that's almost a kind word. I mean, it's really maddening, I think, <laughs> at this point. And the Snyder people, see, I don't begrudge. It's like Young Justice. I, I think if people can, if the fans can get what they want um, and do it respectfully-ish, uh, um, then I think, oh, God, that's, it, that is fabulous. And I applaud any fan who can do that and has the power to do that. I don't know why we haven't been granted our wish. And like, you know, I mean, we would take, you know, you want to do a one-off movie. Fantastic. You want to do a special few episode arc thing, you know, like we're, we would love it. And and when we do these virtual cons, I think that's when the fans are like, how do we get you guys together again? How could we make it happen that we could see you again? And um, the response has just been so overwhelming and, it's just very touching and it makes me me feel badly that I have not been able to um, deliver that to the fans because I know how much it would mean to them. I know how much it would mean to the actors. And um, it's uh, it's heartbreaking to me, frankly. And uh, if, if, if I knew what to tell people to do, I would do it. But we've been trying and I think we should continue to try. And I think we should use that hashtag. Um, but I, you know, I, I can't say, wow, I, I've, I've seen the future and I see the Justice League reunion right there. In fact, you know, I was told not too long ago that, you know, they have a lot of things coming up and, and the reunion isn't on their docket. Hmm. So, you know, that was that was really heartbreaking to hear. But, um, you know, I'm not somebody who gives up. And especially if I believe in something and I believe in in the Justice League and I believe in a reunion for all of us and. I believe in the fans and um, who knows, you know, uh, if only we could um, do something independently of the yeah. studio, but obviously we can't. Well, and maybe, um, so. uh, maybe if I meet up with you guys here at terrific con 2021, I'll sit down with you and Andrea and see if we can get a Kickstarter going and maybe we just fund it ourselves. <laughs> Have the fans actually fund. Yeah. It. The problem isn't, the problem isn't the funding as much as the, you know, uh, the, um, the rights, yeah. um, to, to the characters. And so, um, that's why I think it gets really problematic. Um, it, it's not so much the money, although obviously money matters. Well, listen, I mean, uh, d- didn't, um, like there was another fun, you know, um, Dungeons and Dragons. Is that? No. Sounds I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, for the for the redo. Critical role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Critical role. Um, you know, they did, and like they, you know, made their money within like three hours. I mean, it was insanely successful. But they weren't doing something that they had to get permission to do, I don't think. So it's a little bit, it's different for us with DC and Warner Brothers. Yeah. It's really, um, and there's somebody, you know, there's at least one person or two people who are in the position to, to you know, make the decision who, you know, we don't have their support clearly. Uh, and, and now with everything that's going on with AT&T and all that, I mean, who knows, but I, uh, I don't want anyone, I don't want anyone to give up because I, I'm not giving up and I think we just have to persevere. I agree. I think that's the, uh, the best that that should be 2020's slogan. We must persevere. Yes. <laughs> and I, think I agree. Getting a justice league reunion for the 20th anniversary would be great in 2021. Um, if it doesn't happen, we can, it doesn't even have to happen on a perfect year, like a 20th or 25th. If we get it in 2022, uh, as long as the fans keep it up and keep on, maybe, maybe we need to call the WB switchboards like the Snyder cut people did. We'll take our last commercial break. Come back and wrap up our talk with Susan Eisenberg. Please stand by. 
Hi, this is Carl Lolly, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. Welcome back to the show. We want to make sure you check out our official movie sponsor here at Geek Me Radio, Marcus Theaters. MarcusTheaters.com is that website. Make sure you go check them out. Uh, movie Tavern at Marcus Theaters. There are still some open, depending on the restrictions in your particular city and state. You can go to the website, MarcusTheaters.com, find a location closest to you, find out if they're open, find out what they're showing, because movie theaters are something I don't want to go away, and I know many, many of you feel the same way, that movie theaters are an escape for so many of us, uh, and Marcus Theaters Movie Tavern have taken good care of making sure it's a safe movie-going experience. Use the app to order your tickets. You can order your concessions, so it's a contactless experience. They'll have them waiting for you there. Um, just let them know what time your show time is. They'll have them ready for you to go, so you're not interacting. You know, We're cutting down on as many people as we can come in contact with. Uh, masks are required. Obviously, when you're in your seat eating and drinking your popcorn, you're good, but uh, going to the bathroom, they've got little kick plates on the door, so you can grab them with your foot and open them. So It, it really is safe. I've gone a couple times. I felt very safe. Uh, friends who have gone told me that that they enjoyed their experience uh, in this now COVID world at Marcus Theaters and Movie Tavern. So if you are wanting to get out, wanting to see a movie, you know Thanksgiving, my gosh, that's like a tradition. You go out and see a movie in the theater after Thanksgiving. Select Marcus Theaters and Movie Tavern are open. So check the website if you want to continue your tradition safely during this time of COVID. Go to MarcusTheaters.com and get more information on which ones are open closest to you and how you can uh, go about seeing a movie this holiday season. Before we took our last break, we were talking with Susan Eisenberg. It's always a question we discuss. Uh, she's very active on getting this Justice League reunion started, so we asked her about getting that Justice League reunion. Is that what they did? Because, you know, a lot of people, um, I, I, I wasn't privy to too much about that, but people asked me to be like, hey, you know, we'll support you if you support us. And I just didn't really um, have a very strong feeling about the Snyder Cut. And uh, so I didn't, you know, I, I didn't get too involved with that. Um, but did they call the switchboards? I mean, that's really, they, I mean, first of all, there are still switchboards. Yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Evident, evidently. So anachronistic. I know. There's. I, I can't imagine it's the same as, uh, what's her face, Lily Tomlin from Laugh-In saying, please right, hold us right. in the department to which you're calling. I can't, I don't think yes. it's like that, but I'm sure there is like, you know, a phone bank with a few people who answer the phones and direct calls to the Warner Brothers higher-ups. But I think we just need to, if, if you're listening to this, uh, tweet the hashtag, hashtag JL reunion at least once a week. And maybe if it gets traction, if people start seeing this and more and more people demand it, I think there's a lot of demand as it is right now. Uh, maybe we'll get one in the next few years. Cause we know, like we said, everyone's on board. I've literally had all seven of you on, uh, and Andrea has been on and every single one of you has said in a heartbeat when asked if they would do the reunion. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I know somebody who would happily write it. And, um, I mean, he's a writer. So it's not like it's my 13-year-old nephew, right. although he would happily write it too. But, no, um, you know, he's a writer. And, um, you know, I mean, listen, Justice League versus the Fatal Five, you know, it was like a hint of what could be. And it was, um, you know, it just gave us a taste of seeing those characters, those music cues. I mean, they just gave me chills when I – heard those music cues in that movie because I thought, Oh gosh, you know, I mean, talk about nostalgic. Uh, so, you know, it would be just a blast to, to not only have the three of us, but the Trinity, but have all of us. So, Absolutely. you know, we just keep having to fight for it. That's all. And as we wrap up here, um, are there any other projects that you're doing that you are able to kind of mention or plug or anything like that at the moment? No, but, um, you know, the good news is for voiceover people, it's busy and good. Um, and so, and I mean like auditions. So, you know, you're always out there auditioning for the next project. And, you know, I'm somebody who has a lot of faith that, um, the next project is right around the corner. Um, whether it is or not, we'll see, but I just always believe that something wonderful could happen. Um, so, you know, stay tuned. That's all I can say. And it's at, is it still at Susan Eisenberg one or has, did you change it to just at Susan Eisenberg uh, for your Twitter? Handle? No, it's, it's Susan Eisenberg one because Susan Eisenberg was taken. Okay. And, and then I just left it at the one. 
on Instagram, I think you're just Susan Eisenberg, though, on Instagram. No, both. I oh, really? changed that so that I changed it so it would be the same. Oh, okay. That's, that's actually smart. That way we, it's easy to find you on both. Yes, exactly. And that's the best way and to then, keep up with you. You're very active on Twitter. I am. I am. I mean, I'm very, but I'm also very political on Twitter. So I know that, <laughs> you know, that's, that's gonna, uh, but listen, all the people I respect are political right now. It's just, it's so much about, what's going on. It's hard not to be, but, um, also my website, Susan Eisenberg voice.com. So if you, you know, usually what's on there is like all the Comic-Con appearances and the latest thing. But if you go on, you can see it's fun. It's a fun site. I'm proud of it. So if, if anyone out there wants to take a look, please do. Absolutely. And we appreciate your time. It's always, always fun talking to you. Thanks for being on the air, even though we didn't get to take live calls. I know you enjoy, uh, talking to the fans. I love that. I do. I love the live calls. I think that's like the most wonderful thing. But, you know, um, maybe next time. Hopefully. We're, uh, as, just as you're working on the Justice League reunion, I'm, I'm working on finding a new uh, radio station home. So hopefully next time I talk to you, it'll be on the air. Okay, well, fingers crossed, my friend. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. And as always, my best pleasure. of luck to you. Be well. You too. Stay safe. That is going to do it. My thanks once again to Susan Eisenberg. Always a pleasure to have her on, my favorite guest. And we want to make sure we also thank Joey V making this show sound as good as it does for as long as it has because he's been with me again since the show launched and he continues to support me and give me a lot of great feedback and help me keep this show going. If it wasn't for him, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if I'd still be doing this. So thank you to Joey V. Of course, we want to make sure you tweet that hashtag JL reunion out whenever you get the chance. Make sure a lot of people get some eyes on that. Hopefully we'll get this Justice League reunion coming as we ramp up. Two more episodes left before we hit 200. We've got a couple of more great guests coming up, so stay with us. Uh, check out our giveaways on social media. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Me Radio. We're doing giveaways here uh, still for the month of November. You can check out next week. Rob Paulson from Animaniacs is on the show, so stay tuned. Until next week, my friends. It's not in the way you watch I sound be. It's not in the way you watch the flash. Themyscira, good night. Hi, this is James Enstall, host of Geek Me Radio, and in honor of my favorite Themyscirian, I've decided to become an Amazon warrior. Howard, give me strength. The next time you want to buy something from Amazon, go to geektomeradio.com first and click on our Amazon affiliate link. Simply shop like you normally would, and when you check out, a small percentage will go towards supporting the show. So remember, the next time you want to search Amazon for the latest Wonder Woman graphic novel or parts for your invisible jet... Click through from geek 2 me radio.com first. The world was in peril. Would you have me stand by and do nothing?